Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. It's the Fan Early Morning Show. It's the Wake Up Show. The Wake Up Show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. You can apply online. At 84lumber.com. A little odd this morning, not playing you a Pirates final call from a game or a, a highlight from a game because we're on the final day of the All-Star break. Four days. And the first two days of the break celebrated with the Home Run Derby and the All-Star game. We're going to get into that a little bit because there's some controversy the guy that won the MVP for the All-Star Game, former Pittsburgh Pirate. Also, the National League won for the first time since 2012. And back then, the All-Star Game still determined who would have home field advantage in the World Series. So it's been rather long. Also... I'm looking at Major League Baseball standings right now, and they are strange. They are very strange. The Pirates start a three-game series over the weekend with the San Francisco Giants in Pittsburgh tomorrow night at 7.05. If you listen to that game, you can here on 93.7 The Fan. You can listen to the entire weekend series here on 93.7 The Fan. We're the flagship station. Great place to listen to baseball and the Pirates. Cover the Pirates right here. But anyway, the Pirates going into the second half of the season, the post-All-Star break schedule, they're 41-49. and 49. They're eight and a half games back in the division. And I think maybe two or three weeks ago, they were within two games. The Reds and the Brewers. I mean, the Brewers have been keeping pace throughout most of this season so far. They're one game out. And they've been keeping pace. Now, the Pirates were kind of teetering with them, and then the Pirates fell out, and the Reds got hot. The Reds have won seven of their last ten before the All-Star break. They're 50-41, first team in the division to 50 wins. Now, that's not necessarily why I say the standings are odd. That's where the National League Central is, and the Cardinals, 
They're positioned backwards this year. They are 11 and a half games out, 38 and 52. They got 38 wins. The Cardinals have not reached 40 wins yet. The only team in the National League Central not to get 40 wins. But look at some of the other teams around Major League Baseball. How about the Braves coming up now? They've got 60 wins. They're the first team to 60 wins after the Rays' historic start. The Braves now have the best record in baseball. They're the first to 60 wins. And they lead the Marlins by eight and a half games. And I feel slightly bad for the Marlins. We're 53-39. and 39. One of their best records in a while. And they're still in the shadow of the Braves. Then you go to the National League West. The Rockies, who have an all-star game MVP for his heroic home run. They're in last. And again, we'll get into details later because that uh, that current Rocky former Pirate won the All-Star Game MVP. And I have yet to uh, discuss that. So we'll get into that and uh, some of that controversy. But that's where the Rockies are. I want to point that out. Now we go over to the American League. And the American League East, all winning records with the Red Sox 48-43, and 43, worst record in the division. They're nine games back. The Rays... Have 58 wins. Then you go to the AL Central, and their best team is 500. That's the Cleveland Guardians at 45 and 45. The Royals are in a contest with the Oakland Athletics for worst record in the big leagues. The Royals are 26 and 65, and the A's are 25 and 67. So, yeah. Odd year for Major League Baseball. You've got a team like the AL East that um, you could be having a winning record and not winning your division. The AL Central, a division where the best team is right at 500, at 45 and 45. And that's kind of where the, the National League Central was for a while. They were struggling. And if it weren't for the Reds emerging, this division would still be rather weak. But the Reds are making the, the Central look rather strong right now. It's... Just a two-team race right now between the Reds and the Brewers. The Cubs are in third, seven games back, and the Pirates are eight and a half back. I'm just I'm baffled at how the standings look throughout Major League Baseball. I think it's a unique year. I think it's certainly something to appreciate. Baseball is a strange game, and uh, sometimes these results happen. But this is just it's just an odd year. Fairly more exciting year, I'll say that too, with the pitch clock and the limit of pickoffs, all the all the time management rules that have been put into place. I think are helping the game. But they're also producing some odd results. Seem to be exposing, perhaps indirectly, some teams um, in weak divisions. Like the AL Central, for example. And how about the Diamondbacks in the NL West? I'm rooting for them now. I was I like the Dodgers from the from the 2010s when I would watch them. Because I mean they they were always good, but like there were some players on their team that I thought, you know, okay, you know, these guys aren't, like, super household names. Like, they signed a lot of big players, but they also had the Chris Taylors, the A.J. Ellis's on the team. Like, still, like, smaller-named, well-developed guys on the team. Now I'm just kind of upset. They've kind of retreated back to their old ways of just signing anybody or trading for anybody with a big name. Now it's Jason Hayward on their team, J.D. Martinez among others, they're just, you know, back to signing big names and 
They're doing well at it, but um, just because of that sheer signings, I mean, kind of like where the Diamondbacks are in the NL West right now, um, the fact that they're tied with the Dodgers leading the division is nice, and I wish the Diamondbacks nothing but the best. That division's pretty tough, too. It's pretty competitive. The Dodgers and Diamondbacks tied for first, and the Giants are two and a half games back, and depending on how they do against the Pirates, maybe closer, or the Pirates could keep them away from the division lead, but it's a three-team race in that division right now. And um, and I guess we'll see what happens, but I root for the Diamondbacks in the NL West. Now, to the All-Star game, to the All-Star break, uh, if you want to call in and talk about it, I mean, I haven't had a chance to talk about it yet, so I'm going to talk about it since I have the opportunity to right now. Uh, but if you want to talk, 412-928-9370 is the phone number you can reach me at. You can also... Uh, talk to me on Twitter if you tag me. It's at Callas underscore three three. That's C A L L A S underscore three three. If you tag me in a tweet, and I think it's interesting, I'll read it. But at any rate, the All Star Game. I'll start with this. Uh, Elias Diaz won the All Star Game MVP, and I think that I think it's interesting to start because. Matt Cole posted on Twitter, he produces the Cook and Joe show, said that Ben Charrington's first move was to not tender the contract of Elias Diaz, and that made him a free agent. Now, is that a mistake by Ben Charrington? No, I don't think so. Was it a mistake to not tender Elias Diaz? No, he was very bad with the Pirates. He he was touted as the next big catcher. Um, he was supposed to be the guy that, you know, replaced the big name Russell Martin after Francisco Cervelli was kind of that stopgap catcher that they traded for from the Yankees. And Diaz came up and, and he wasn't an impact player. He wasn't good enough to help the Pirates win. And he was a product of the old regime. He won the All-Star Game MVP. First of all, too, every team gets uh, a player to represent them in the All-Star Game. That's how that's supposed to work. All-Star Games are meant to feature the best players from a season, but also every team should be represented because on the national stage, you want every team to be represented. You, In the before time, at least, you wanted – fans from other sides of the country or other markets to be able to see players who they wouldn't normally see play their team. Now, of course, we have interleague play now. As a matter of fact, the schedule is designed now that every MLB team plays the other 29 at least once in a series throughout the season. So what the All-Star Game's effectiveness is anymore is – Still up for the debate as well with the way Major League Baseball has evolved and um, with the way we as fans can consume games now over the internet. Um, but that's another argument. The Rockies are 34-57. and 57. The Rockies are 18 games back of the NL West lead. They're not a good baseball team. Elias Diaz got the All-Star Game MVP because he hit a go-ahead home run in the All-Star Game, to which the National League won for the first time since 2012. Okay, that's 
That's why he won the All-Star Game MVP. He didn't win the All-Star Game MVP necessarily because he's the most outstanding player ever. He didn't win the All-Star Game MVP because he's regarded as one of, if not the best catchers ever. He didn't win the All-Star Game MVP as a sign that the Pirates should have kept him because he would have saved the franchise. So when you say that, or when you think it's a mistake that Charrington didn't tenure Elias Diaz, I think that's not that's not the right answer. That's not the right outlook. Diaz wasn't helping the Pirates. Diaz wasn't performing too well. Diaz performed well enough, and he's having a good season. He's got to be having a good enough season to at least make the All-Star game. He wasn't just a, a throwaway pick for the Rockies, but then again, the Rockies do not have very many notable players. And so he's in the all-star game. He's in the game late. He gets to bat. And he, and he wins the game for the National League ultimately with a big moment and should be should have been, I think he was rightfully rewarded with getting that distinction of all-star game MVP, the Ted Williams all-star game MVP, as I believe it's named after. But anyway... If you're going on, you know, Twitter or any other social media and, and you're complaining that uh, Elias Diaz should still be a pirate, should have been representing the pirates in the games, I mean, no, no, no. Stay away from that argument. It's a really flawed one. Very flawed one. Uh, Yeah, I, I, I don't get that one. And I was, I was shocked to see that conversation swirling uh Elias Diaz I mean he wasn't he wasn't helping the franchise I don't believe especially where he was and as a matter of fact I mean it's 2023 and his contract was not tenured after the 2019 season so it's been about four years and we haven't heard much from him he was in and out of the Rockies minor league system and here he is now consistent enough during the season to make an all-star appearance and put himself in position to, to have the opportunity to, to win the game for the National League. And that's great. He deserved that. But again, I mean, the Pirates, no, they, 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 didn't, they didn't make a wrong move. I wouldn't call it a mistake to not tenure him. The Pirates, though, uh, still do have their own catching woes. Austin Hedges is still on the roster, and he's still expected to be the everyday starter and Henry Davis still resides in the outfield. They've got their own catching problems. Elias Diaz, I don't think though is the solution to that. So take it easy. If you're saying that, if you're not saying that though, good for you. You're ahead of the game. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This is the fan early morning show coming up next. I hear a lot from certain people that, the Home Run Derby is just glorified batting practice. I want you to call, and I want you to tell me what you think about that, and I'll share with you what I think about that coming up next. This is the Fan Early Morning Show. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis, and you're listening on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's the Fan Early Morning Show. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis at Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Let me give you fan weather real quick. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Summer is here. Come check out Trailblazer, Equinox, and the all-new redesigned 2024 tracks. And you can check them out online at sunchevy.com. Today, high of 89, low of 70. It's going to be a bit rainy throughout the middle part of the day. 50% 50% chance of rain throughout the area. Then tomorrow, high of 84, low of 67, uh, partly cloudy with a 30% chance of rain throughout the area. That's fan weather. It's brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. And now we got a caller, Vic from Hazelwood, on the line. What's up, Vic? What's going on, Harry? Hey, listen, man. Me, personally, I love the uh, home run derby, and I'll tell you why. The NBA All-Star game is just a pickup game, and, you know, the announcers are talking about who's who in the stand and who's dating who and all the fancy gold chains, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yep. Um, and, and then with the, with the home run derby, I mean, the fans get involved, the young kids are out in the outfield shanking, you know, balls that don't go over the fence. Just it's a, it's a nice atmosphere, family, people holding their uh, children. And as far as the game, though, man, I, what, what kind of uniforms are those? They look like those guys were playing uh, Pennzoil versus Jiffy Lube. That's how they look. <laughs> oh, I could have Seriously, man, it was no. like I, I'm like they're gonna be car oil changes today. Bunch of Jiffy Loop guys out there, but man, you got a great show, man. I love listening to you in the morning, and you know, keep up the good work, my brother. I will, Vic. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, there were a lot of controversy. Uh, there was a lot of controversy with the uniforms that they were wearing. Um, those uniforms aren't uncharacteristic of an All Star game. They're usually they used to be worn during the Home Run Derby for a while, and they would represent the city that was being hosted year to year. So there were some Mariners aesthetics printed on the Jersey all throughout. Um, But I can't remember the last time that they wore the all-star game jerseys during the game. And then I think the year Bryce Harper won the home run derby in 2018, they started wearing their own team jerseys for, uh, for the home run derby as well, and that lasted for a few years. Um, I know that fans very much enjoy the players just wearing their team uniforms to fully represent their city. Like, you know, they're one team, they're one all-star team, National League versus American League, but they're still individual, and to see your team name being represented on that big stage amongst the best in the game that season, I think is I think is great. Um, I always liked the All Star jerseys. I think that there's a place for them, and you know I've always liked the idea of them. But yeah, I I, I understand those jerseys were not appealing. I would say they weren't they weren't aesthetically pleasing. Like it, it, they just they weren't doing it for me, and they clearly weren't doing it for many people like Vic and Hazelwood. Uh, they just, they weren't, they weren't it. 
Uh, I like for the, I like it the way that it was like what six or seven years ago, where they wore the All Star jerseys for the home run derby, and then when the game came around, when the actual game came around, they were representing their teams with their jerseys, and it meant a little bit more too. I think now it's less elevated because the All Star game doesn't determine who gets home field advantage in the World Series, which it shouldn't. But it's just it's a different feel now that it doesn't. It's it's more of well, you know, okay, it's not really about representing your team and representing your league. Um because it doesn't matter as much anymore. So I think the league's just trying to throw new ideas out there and kind of force those uniforms in. And um I don't think I don't think it was the right decision. I think it should be the other way around if anything. Where are the all star game jerseys during the home run derby, and then for the All Star game, wear the individual jerseys and allow cities to feel like their team is truly being represented with that name on the front and the player's name on the back. The home run derby, glorified batting practice? That's the question. If you want to answer, you can call 412 928 I know Vic said, too, that kids get to be in the outfield, and it's fun, and that part is fun. I know that uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit a kid in the head, though, uh, in the outfield at one point in time, which actually sparked the question, should uh, should kids be in the outfield? Uh, not like in the stands. I mean, you know, of course, anybody should be in the stands. I think it's cool to be in the stands for that, but uh, to be uh, – on the field shagging fly balls because some of those balls are coming in hot now and that one kid got hit in the head. I, I don't think there's any story that broke about him being seriously injured, so that's good. But um, anyway, glorified batting practice, I don't think it is. And I, I hear this argument uh, specifically from some uh, people who are, are a little older as well who grew up before there was the time of the All-Star break, the first home run derby was in 1985. I was born 13 years later, so I kind of grew up in the era. And I don't even remember um, the All-Star game changing from uh, not determining the World Series to determining the World Series. So, I mean, that's how recent that was, too. I mean, I never realized that because I kind of grew up in that era, but that's besides the point. The Home Run Derby, I think it's an interesting and unique part of the All-Star break. And I think, I mean, regardless of glorified batting practice uh, that you might call it, it kind of is because these guys are major league hitters. But think about this, too. Not anybody could just go up to the plate, get a pitch, no matter how much they expect it, um, you know, no matter how easy it is to hit, no matter how straight down the plate, how straight of a pitch it is. Not everybody could stand up there and hit a pitch. 450 feet. And that's what makes the Home Run Derby impressive because these guys are strong enough and talented enough to launch the ball very far. It is less impressive than in a real game because in a real game, of course, you're getting pitches that are not intended for you to hit them. So... Yeah, it is more impressive to hit a home run in a game when you do, but that's not what the point of the home run derby is. It's it's not to be impressive in a standpoint of, okay, get a hit off a tough pitch. The home run derby's point is to 
see what these players can do with any type of pitch. Or not any type of pitch, but, you know, what they can do, what their power potential is when they know what pitch is coming. And not anybody can do it, and that's my argument still for it. It's entertaining because we as average people, not even me and my retired from college baseball self, could go up to the plate and just automatically hit a ball 450 feet. Even hit a ball over a 350-foot fence. Many of you could not either. I'm sure you would admit that. And again, that's what makes it that's what makes it impressive. That's what makes the home run derby impressive. That not everybody can do that. These guys are trained to be able to do that. And then the best of the best at hitting the ball far, at hitting home runs, get showcased. And I think the home run derby is super entertaining, especially with a clock now. I like the clock in the derby as well. You incentivize the players to swing. You incentivize the players to hit the ball. They don't have to worry about making outs. I think it's great. I think it's fine. So I implore you a little bit to see it from that lens. You might think, well, they're supposed to do that because they're major leaguers. They're getting the ball lobbed to the plate. I think it, uh, it's a little more complicated. It's a little more in-depth than just using that blanket statement and saying, hey, you know they're they're getting batting practice. That's great that they're getting batting practice, but they're also they're also performing at a level that not everybody can do, and that's the point. We watch that. We watch sports in general, I believe, because we get to watch things that we cannot ourselves do. So enjoy the derby, and I would not label it as glorified batting practice. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 